0: Welcome to the Providence Community Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Nathan Herndon. If you would like to stay connected with us, download our app, Providence Community, or visit our website, ProvidenceCommunity.org. Phil is in 2022, by the way. That was, he was not joking. All right? He's there already. So... Um, Good, good to see you all this morning. Are we doing well? Happy New Year, Merry Christmas, all these things. You have a good one this year? Was it good for you guys? It's great for for me and the Herndon family. Um, Whoever gave us that uh, new Ford Mustang, the 2021, thank you so much. That was so nice. One for each person in my family. There's five of them in the driveway. It was so great. And we've already wrecked them and we've it's awesome. Our neighbors love us. So, no, it's just, anyway, just want to make sure you're, you're still awake here and you're following. Um, I do want to uh, be very serious this morning. And whenever there's um, other leaders that are not necessarily a part of this house, but we, we recognize as people that are advancing the kingdom, uh, I want to uh, welcome them. Church is not a competition. Amen? Right? Uh, w- wherever Jesus is being lifted up, that's where we're celebrating. Come on. All right. So, so my dad and Karen are right here in the front row. Can you, can you guys just stand up for a second? Yeah, there they are. Can you welcome them just a little bit louder, a little bit more joy? There we go. Good. They um, they served in this in this region for for years and years of, of their lives, and uh, um, and did more things uh, for the to advance the kingdom that I think w- that we'll know. And some of us here are a result of the fruit of their ministry, right? And so uh, we just we just welcome you. We honor you guys, and they are they are advancing the kingdom forward. Um, in sunny Florida, right? And they're Ford Mustangs, all right? And no, they, they, but they are in Florida and they're doing a great work at a, at a church called Refresh in Florida. And so, so Father, we just bless this church that you've called them to, Refresh Church. And we just pray that people would be refreshed in Jesus, that people would come to to knowing Jesus and to walking in your heart for them in Florida. And so we bless them. We thank you for people uh, that we can get behind and support and champion and encourage. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, well, grab your Bibles. Um, I want you to open to Psalm chapter 51. Um, This is a, a psalm that is usually not known as a psalm of joy. Uh, but this, for me, in, in this season, I don't know why, for weeks now, I have been finding myself in, uh, in this psalm. It's a psalm really known for, um, for actually King David's fall. Um, this was King David. There was a season in his life where he, though he was a man after God's own heart, he fell and fell pretty hard. And how many people know that, um, that following Jesus is not about living in absolute perfection? It's grace or it's nothing. Um, And so the grace of God is on uh, King David, but he fell pretty hard. And this is the song that came out of King David's life. And it's not really a song of misery, but it's actually a song of uh, hope for his future. And so God's been encouraging me as I've been in this, that the words gladness, the words rejoice, the words renew, the words restore, the words salvation are all over this because that is what God wants to do. When you fall, God wants to raise you up. Uh, When you're in a season, he, he wants to take you up higher. When you're, when you're in a dark place, he wants to turn the light of his presence on. And uh, there's, there's really nothing spiritual about uh, commiserating and, uh, with ourselves and pretending that we are unlovely and unsomething. When, when God has called us the ones that he has set his affections on, he really wants us. We shouldn't talk bad about ourselves. And so here, this is a this is a, a a psalm where where David is coming out of a season where he has been pressed like a grape. Okay, now listen to this uh, Psalm 51, starting with verse eight. It says, "This let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice." All right, now when, I, when I'm saying this is a season, this is a season where God had to deal with what David had done, but he's pressing David like he's a grape and he's not pressing him to squ- squash him. He's not pressing him to squelch him. Listen, there's is, there is nothing biblical about He's not trying to keep David down. He's trying to create something new out of David's brokenness and out of David's life. So da- David, David is, is being, he's being crushed, but it's, it's God is getting the wine out of David's life. And so here is, so David is actually, I want you to pay special attention to this. David says, let me hear joy and gladness. This is some of the wine that comes out of a life that is being crushed. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. In other words, as I'm being squeezed, I know that I'm being squeezed by a good God. And so what I am actively participating in with God is not how I feel right now necessarily, but I'm, I'm actively participating in the joy that's coming out of my life. God knows how to take the broken, squeeze them, and get something better out of them than they ever could. And so this is, and I think this is, this is a passage for us as this is the very first Sunday in 2021. And I, I really believe that 2020 was a refiner's fire. Where God turned the heat up on a year, and anything that was in us surfaced. Anything that was that was not of God. It's like God's doing this this great crushing, and and the the grave was was great was our hearts. And where God just was taking us and in 2020, if we would allow him, like, hey, here's the two options. We can either say, say, whatever, God, I knew you didn't care. And we can run from God and pull a Jonah or we can pull a David and say, listen, you've pushed on my life, but I know that since you're a good God, you're just trying to get wine out. And so this is the 2020s, do you know that like when I was in a, uh, I don't know why I like science, I'm not really a math guy, I was horrible at at math, but I was great at math when I was in chemistry class in science, I don't know why. But I remember we had a Bunsen burner, do you remember those? And the Bunsen burner, you would take something, and and the Bunsen burner was for the express purpose of heating up heating something up, sometimes it was a solid turning into a liquid, and any impurity in that liquid would surface, and you could skim it off, and it was for the purpose of purifying the substance, and so that's what a refiner's fire does. You take gold, and you refine it in the fire. You turn the heat up, and the the gold actually melts to liquid, so it is moldable in the hands of the master, that's what 2020 done. But 2020, in order to get all of the wine out of it, it ha- you have to let God, as he heats your life up, you've got to let God say, come and say, now let me take care of the mess that's still there. If you try to carry your mess into 2020 so nobody knows, you're going to just repeat the same weird. It's going to come out eventually. Amen. How many of us say, let's get it out while the fire's hot? Right? And so, uh, so this is what I believe that God is, is doing. I, I think that if 2020 was a, was a storm, let's not waste the storm. I think storm surface stuff, like stuff comes in, like you, you wonder, how did, how did that get up on the beach? Well, the storm. It was out there the storm brought it in this is what God is doing it's the, the stuff that, that 2020 did didn't didn't add weird it exposed the weird that was already there it's a refiner's fire if it was if disappointment was there it came out in 2020 didn't it if anger was there frustration was there it came out as the heat went up it came out if fear was there was there it came out if insecurity was there it was probably it probably came out and the, the worst thing that we can do do is when we see what is on the inside coming to the outside, the worst thing that we can do is throw a blanket over it and just take it as baggage that'll hold us down in 2021. I don't want to do that, my friends. I want 2020. I, I want to fly, right? I want to go higher in 2021. I, I, wa- I don't want to keep repeating the same <laughs> mistakes. 2020 forced us to face us. And I I want want to look in the mirror. Have you ever looked in the mirror and said, okay, this is what is going on. I can either stop staring at it and pretend or I can say, God, change me, start with me. And that's where revival starts. Start with me right here. So that's those are 2020 prayers. And so here's David, after he had just had somebody murdered and uh, um, really fallen greatly sexually. He here's David saying, Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. What David is expecting from a holy God is not, is not a eternal spanking. What he's expecting from God is wine and joy. And this, my friends, going into 2021, this is the heart of the Father. God is, does not break us to laugh at us. God squeezes us to get better out of us. He's making us more like Jesus. Do you know the Holy Spirit? He is, the Holy Spirit wants to make you more like Jesus. Jesus. This is what he is doing at this moment. He's he's crushing you and rebuilding you. He's he's calling you and wooing you. He's making your heart want God more and more and more. This is what he's doing. And so we can either keep, uh, keep operating in pride and say, no, 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 I got this. You just help me when I need you. Well, guess what? We always do. And so we just, the sooner we admit that, the better. So here are, there are four prayers in this chapter and actually, there's more. There's just a few verses here. There's four prayers for 2021 that I believe that God is calling us to pray, okay? If we were gonna do one thing in 2021 as the pastor of this church, here's what I would have us do is pray like never before. Pray like never before. Like praying before dinner is sweet. Praying as our kids go to bed, That man, that's so important. But, but praying like we are um, lovesick, and, and tumult with what is going on in the world, coming to the end of ourselves and saying, we can't fix anything, we need heaven's power poured out. That is how we have to start praying. Um, I really believe that, that the, in, in 2021, a foundation is gonna be laid so what Providence is known for and what, what, uh, what is the engine for everything that happens at Providence is prayer. And we, we had a dream in our heart to have a, a 24-7 prayer room at, at Providence, and we haven't let go of that dream. I really believe that we're going to see the, the foundation of that be built here in, uh, in this year, and that where prayer is happening on the hill 24-7, every minute of every day for who knows how long. I, and, and the day is going to come when we talk about that, and you're going to like it. I promise. Yeah, you are, even, even more people than just Caleb. Uh, but uh, so guys, But here's, let's get this prayer ship sailing, right? And so here are some prayers, a David prayer, that I think are going to greatly impact your 2021, and that I just wanna encourage us to pray, just like with open hearts today. Just say, God, I just wanna to start today just praying this right now. And here's the first prayer. It is prayer for renewal. God, prayer for renewal. Look at this. Psalm chapter 51, starting with verse 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's prayers for renewal. Prayers for newness. Prayers that, that say, God, I, I want to operate in, the, in the, the me that you've called me to be, not last year's me. I want you to create in me a clean heart. Now I love this because David is not just play, praying for a better set of circumstances that will make him feel happier. Uh, but David is actually praying that God would take his old heart and create a brand new one right inside of his very body. I want you to create in me a new heart. I want you to renew a right spirit within me. Let's just talk about that for a moment. Um, th- this, is, this is David saying, I don't want to take the old stuff that I struggled with in 2020. Now, it, we're never going to operate in perfection, but I don't want to take old things into 2021, I don't wanna take old things into new years. And so this, uh, there's a few words in this that I want to, to pull out, the first one is create. This is, the word is not try, okay? The word is not try. David is not saying, you know what? I'm making some New Year's resolutions, Jesus. And I failed in the past, but I resolve to try harder. To do, I'm going to be a good boy. I'm not going to be on the naughty list next year. I'm really going to do it right as much as I can. Well, that's not what David praised because David knows that that is just a setup for failure. Jesus isn't looking for us to try harder. Jesus actually wants to create something new in us where we operate from a completely different place. He gets the glory in that one. When, when, he, when we say, God, I just want a new heart that wants you more than everything else. And when we start there, not starting with man-made effort, trying hard, that is when the party starts. So this is, so he's saying, he's saying, God, I'm not asking that you help me try. I'm asking that you do a completely new thing in me. Create in me a clean heart, oh God, a heart that is, is so clean that you can be who you actually are and that is the treasure of the universe to me. This is what I want. But then he also goes on to say, renew a right spirit within me. I, uh, renew, make me new again. Sometimes we, get, we make a mess of what God has given us, and here we are high on hope. That's right. You can make what I broke new. Renew a right spirit within me. Now this word spirit is not talking about the Holy Spirit. This is talking about our spirit, small s. Not capital S. This is The Holy Spirit is, is doing this, but he's doing this to us. Renew a right spirit within me. So when we're talking about the spirit within us, this is the part of us that, uh, that shows how we think, how we feel, how we perceive. In other words, it is our attitude. David is saying, I want you to create in me a new heart, but I want you to renew an attitude in me that is in alignment with you. I want to carry your attitude into this new season of my life. This is that your attitude is directly impacted, a renewed attitude is directly impacted by a changed heart. So we can't pretend that our heart is changing when our attitude hasn't. It It is the overflow of a new heart. Our attitude will change. Our attitude will be impacted by when our heart is. Some of us, um, we have believed lies about God and that has to change. This is, you put a new spirit in me, God. I I want now an attitude that when I see you, I'm I'm not angry and disappointed at you. I actually see you for who you are. Do this and renew my spirit. It's gotten tainted. It's gotten angry. It's gotten bitter. Some of us are harboring anger. And we wonder, we wonder why our kids are scared. We wonder why people around the office don't like to work with us. We, we wonder why. It's because you need an attitude renewal, not just adjustment. You keep adjusting things, you know, whatever. You need a new one. And Jesus wants to do this. This is, this is, this is the prayer we pray. Don't just tweak me, transform me. Just, just everything that I... Just, some of us, we, we, here, here's the, the worst thing that we could do is 2020 things and sins that Jesus paid for, you do not have to carry into 2021. They are done and paid for and you don't have to carry them in. And the worst thing you can do is just hide them. Nobody knows. Well, well maybe nobody does, but Jesus and you and him need to be better this year. He wants to make you new, not, not have you laboring with what's old. So when, when the spirit within us is renewed, it's becoming more like our fathers. It's becoming more like our dads. And the, the father's heart runs down roads to find his kids. The, the father's heart wants to take his children up in his lap. The, when, our, or when our spirit is being renewed, we don't want to pull away from relationship. We actually want to press in, even if it's painful for a season, so it will be better in the end. This is, this is a renewed spirit, and God's calling us into that. So some of, the best thing that we can do, some of us today, don't leave before you cry with face down at the front over stuff that has kept you from your dad's heart Amen. and from others. So prayer for renewal, are we clear on that one, right? Do, do we, we need to cry this out more than just at, at, at mealtime. We need to cry this out in the secret place this year. Okay, here's another one, that we need to pray for passion for God's presence. The psalmist, you know, here, and here's where I get this here, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. I don't think this is David being concerned about being disciplined by God. I think this is David, who is actually genuinely a lovesick lover of God, who loves being in the presence of God, saying, God, I I don't want to miss a day with you because of my bad decisions. I don't want to miss a day being in your lap. The the psalmist in Psalm 84.10 says, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. This is the kind of present seeking that I'm talking about. The, the, the David in Psalm 27, four says, here's the one thing I'm after that I may dwell in your courts all the days of my life, gazing upon your beauty, inquiring in your temple. I want to know about you and I want to see you and I want my heart to be captured and changed as a result. This is, this is David. He's saying, he's saying, God, don't take your presence from me. Now, this is something that I want us to to begin to pray. Now, listen, when uh, the, the, this is not like a bartering chip that God's <laughs> God say, why well, I'm going to take my presents from you." You know, is this not it? And we'd be bad parents if we gave presents on Christmas and their kids crying. Well, you lost it. This is not how it works. This is the this is how lovesick lovers cry to God. You see. So here's another prayer, though. It's a prayer for restored joy. And this is the one I want to push into for a moment. A A prayer for restored joy. God restored joy in our hearts. There's an assault on joy. I've heard in the church over my years of, You know, being a Christian in the church from the time I was a small child until now, I've heard so many times, God doesn't care about your happiness. And that is what has been uh, just kind of like rammed into the recesses of my mind. And so often if we think, well, God doesn't care about our happiness, God doesn't care about our joy, but joy is a fruit of God's spirit. Joy is all throughout the scriptures. And joy is so necessary to the Christian life. And here David is saying, restore to me the joy of your salvation. So here's, here's the beautiful thing, guys. Just reading this, even like at, at the fifth grade level. Here, restore to me the joy of your salvation means that your salvation produces or is supposed to produce in me joy, this is what, this is what salvation does. If, if you were about to get hit by a truck and somebody comes and saves you, or better yet, one of your kids about ready to get hit by a truck and, and a neighbor comes and saves them, would you not rejoice? Woo! This is, we have crafted a Christianity that actually celebrates and spiritualizes depressed, weird, boring people. Instead of the crazy freaks. And we say, oh, no, no, no. We're supposed to be dignified in the house of God. What What Bible are you reading? Is that, is that, was that, did you, did you write that? Because in the scriptures, the Bible actually calls us to being undignified for joy's sake. This is, this is, how many of us said we had a great Christmas all of the hundreds of dollars we spent on our kids, our kids cried when they opened them. It was it was so godly. It was so so great. They hated everyone. They trashed them, right? And so here, God has given us a salvation that we did not earn or deserve. This is we were going to hell, now we've been adopted into the kingdom as sons and daughters, the very bride of Christ. We are not getting what, what we had earned, we're getting grace upon grace upon grace upon grace, and we're supposed to rejoice in this salvation. Our salvation is supposed, listen guys, it's supposed to make you rejoice, and so when it doesn't is the problem, okay? When it doesn't is the problem, when we can sing songs about Jesus being our champion and our heart is not moved, that is, more the, that is more the biblical concern to God than acting too wild out of joy. I hope we can get this one. Yeah, usually when I preach like this, people leave. That's okay. I would, I would rather have a smaller church that's on fire than a bigger church that's bored, all right? Listen to this. Jesus told a story about a man who found treasure in a field. And when he found, and in the story, Jesus is the treasure, and the man is you and me. And he finds treasure in a field. He stumbles over it. And the Bible says that in his joy, he went and sold all of, all of his possessions to buy the field. This is salvation. We find treasure named Jesus. And everything else we had does not compare. We trade it all in for him. All of my life does not compare to just knowing you, Jesus. I get rid of it all and I do it in joy. Salvation means that you get Jesus and he is your joy. The the angels declared to the shepherds, good news of a great joy. For on this day, you get Jesus. The The center of, of the gospel is Jesus, and one of the fruits of the gospel is joy in him. In fact, I would say it's joy in Jesus that is the greatest recipe or the greatest weapon that we have against sin. This sin may promise this much joy, but Jesus gives me joy to the full, and I'd rather have that. This is, joy needs to be Restored to the bride, to the church. Psalm chapter 4, verse 7 says this You have put more joy, this is David, you have put more joy in my heart than they have when their grain and wine abound. In other words, someone that is experiencing a bumper crop, somebody that that has more than enough finances is getting rich this moment. I have more joy than they do just in you, God. Habakkuk, I love this one, Habakkuk. You guys read that much? It's fun to say, funner to read. But the very last thing that Habakkuk says, Habakkuk chapter three, starting with verse 17, is is this. Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food, the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Listen, so in other words, 2020. (laughs) Though I come through a year where everything goes weird, all right, and all of my weird stuff is exposed and surfaced, Here's what it says in verse 18. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Now, joy comes in God. Joy, we don't use God to get a crop. We don't use God to get uh, bigger flocks or fields. Even if we don't have those things, we can have joy in God because we can always have him, even in 2020. It says, I will take Joy and the God of my salvation, God the Lord is my strength. This is this is massive. This is massive, guys. We the, the if you want to uh, uh, if you kind of want to feast on joy and get silly with it, read Philippians a lot this week, and you just see the the joy that is ours and the the joy that is expected in the life of a believer. Okay, this is not, love is not icing on the cake. The love of God is not icing on the cake. The love of God is the cake, all right? Joy is not icing on the cake. Joy is, is the, the expectation for every believer to operate in. This is, the culture of the church should be one of joy, says the scriptures. We, we have gotten some things backwards. But here's one last thing that I want to, one last prayer I want us to pray out this year. And it's a prayer to offer God our brokenness. Okay, this is an important one. I, I'm not as fired up about this one. It's not quite as fun, but it's just as important as joy. But prayer to offer God our brokenness, is so important. Because let me tell you what that is, is that is. That is called how the kingdom works. Okay, let me tell you how the kingdom doesn't work. As you just try to work hard for God and offer him your strength. That is not even Christianity, my friends. And so, so many of us, we need to just get more, it's it's never going to be comfortable, but we just need to get used to living from a posture of surrender where we say, God, I'm not trying to give you stuff. You have everything you need. You need nothing from me. You want me, not need me. What I, what, what I offer you is not my strength, but what I offer you is the broken places of me. In other words, all of me. Okay. Look at verse 17 of Psalm 51, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart, oh God, you will not despise. Now you say, well, well where's the offer part? Well, the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. Um, sacrifices in the Old Testament worship are what you would present to God, what you would offer to God. All right, And so what God is saying is, hey, what I want you to sacrifice or what I want you to offer me is, is, is not your wealth and, and, and not your wisdom and not your strength, but I want you to sacrifice to me or offer to me and trust me with the broken places in your heart, and I promise you I'm not going to despise those. Listen to this. The, the sacrifices to God or offering God our brokenness is, is an act of worship. When we're coming to God in worship, we're not saying we're so great. We're saying you're so great and we get to worship you. Um, So this is invitational here. The, The invitation is take all of your weakness and give it to me. Take all of your hurting places. Take all of your messed up places and give those places to me. Guys, this is why we gather. We don't gather to paste on a fake smile and come and act tough and happy. We gather with the body to be Jesus to each other, offering our brokenness and seeing the kingdom come in those places. So do you know that your brokenness is actually what God is drawn to, not repulsed by? See, we think that God is afraid or disgusted by our brokenness, and if we believe that, we still aren't even clear on the gospel, because while we were sinners, dead in our sins, messed up in our misery, Jesus came to us. He is drawn to our brokenness, and he wants to take our broken places and rebuild us. Psalm 46.1 says, God is, our, God is our refuge and strength, okay? He's not asking for our strength. He is our very present help and trouble. He wants to be present where we're broken. So, so offering God your, not your pretend strength is, is where we pray. And somebody just got saved in children's ministry. Did you hear that? <laughs> Woo-hoo-hoo! Come on, get him, Jesus. Get up. Um, let me, uh, they probably did. All right. Yeah. Do you know that last week, um, Steve S. Palmer preached, which was beautiful. Um, and he gave at the end of the service, God just gave him two words for people here. Someone with a a hurt shoulder and someone with a a hurt leg. And both of those people came to the front and got healed. All right. So this is, this is going to be a year where we're going to have to get used to, uh, seeing God get out of our boxes. He will not stay contained anymore. And we're gonna to have to be okay if we're, if we're willing to go into a year where we're fine chasing him down and being uncomfortable, all right? I, I believe that this is gonna be a year where we're gonna see dozens and dozens and hundreds of people saved, all right? I believe this is gonna be a year where God is gonna completely blow our minds. But let me, let me tell you this, guys. Let me tell you this. I, was, uh, I had the opportunity to go, and at the end of August, go to the Outer Banks of North Carolina where Jesus even, Jesus hangs out there a lot, I don't know if you've ever been there. You just kind of get there on the island and you kind of feel his presence and even the people who don't know Jesus, you, you, you kind of feel like they do, you know? It's just, their, it's just island living, right? So I had the opportunity to go to the Outer Banks and, and my wife uh, had a, a situation where she could not go and I got this idea, Adrian, I'll take the kids, it's right before school, I'll take the kids, be a little dad kid time, okay? You stay home, do your thing, get refreshed, be with Jesus and I'll take the kids and I'll, I'll, I'll bond with them. Well, I, uh, I, had, uh, I ate a peanut butter cookie that sent me to the hospital and I almost met Jesus, all right, and, uh, so, but I was so drugged up that the doctor wouldn't let me drive on Sunday the day I was supposed to go to the beach with my kids and so I had to go on Monday. Sunday night, a storm blew in and wiped out the road that takes you to the Outer Banks, but I didn't know that, okay? So all of our friends are down at the, at the Outer Banks having a great time in a beach house, and here I am, ignorantly, driving to the Outer Banks with my kids, and uh, we got to the Outer Banks. We made record time. We got, there early, we got there early. We got to this bridge. I don't know if you've been to the Outer Banks. Go down Route 12. Go past Nags Head and all that mess and just keep going south. That's where Jesus is, you know. And, uh, and we got to the, the bridge at Oregon Inlet, but there was a police car there. And he said, you can't go over to the other side of the bridge. We're like, why not? I started calling the people at the house. They're all having a good time. I hear him, I hear him laughing and being silly in the background. And, and, and the police says, it'll probably open around one o'clock. And so this was about 11 o'clock. I'm going to make a long story short here. We go back at one. They said, probably be six o'clock. Now we go back at six. And, and the police officer says, it'll be tomorrow. Oh, like, oh, so I'm here with my kids. All their friends are on the other side of the bridge. We're still on this side. And I say, well, hey guys, let's take this lemon and, Make lemonade. Welcome to 2020, children. And so we go and we get a hotel and we spend the night and we're talking about how great it's gonna be the next day. Well, the next day we, we go down at 11 o'clock. They say it's gonna be one o'clock and they say it's gonna be six o'clock and just going to, then they say it's gonna to be tomorrow. Now, now it's Wednesday. And I'm like, God, where in the world are you? Where in the world are you here? And I, I remember pulling in a parking lot and uh, I got my kids tacos and we're all crying together. And we're like, God, like, well, why would you not just let us get across a bridge? Like, why would you not do this? And and what what happened, guys, is the, the 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 pain of not getting across a little bridge began to surface. The stuff that needed to come out of our hearts, and it just started coming out. And by the providence of God, I could just be there with my kids to hear it and to be there and to. Receive from them and to tell them how I feel, and uh, it was actually one of my favorite vacations of all. Um, We were about to run out of of money when when I uh, I got a call, or I I called Mac Leister, who is at Corolla, just an hour north of us, and he was there with his family. He said, "Come on up!" We got to we we invaded (laughs) another family's uh, vacation. And we got to that beach. Um, it, it was, it was, it was, we felt the, the blessing of God, but it was still heavy. Like someone drowned in the ocean as we're walking down to the ocean. I was like, kids, let's get to the beach. And they're hauling somebody out who just drowned trying to save his daughter. I'm like, God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Kids are crying. More pain is coming out. More wine from the grapes. And so we we hung there and so that that family sent us on on our way and we go to the bridge and they say say, one o'clock, six o'clock tomorrow, now it's Thursday, we go back to Max, eat pizza, cry a little bit, pain's coming out, now it's Friday. And we go to the bridge and as we are going to the bridge, uh, this is 11 o'clock now and we see there's no police there and it's open, Uh, my kids started videotaping. And I wish I could show you, I didn't think of this. But the joy that came out as we're driving across the bridge was heavenly, heavenly. Guys, I want to tell you this morning that that some of us um, in 2020 have tried to ram across broken bridges and that God has been sparing you of what's on the other side. And that you've been angry at him, but he's got good wine to squeeze out of you on this side before you go to the next. And here's, I want to tell you something great to be, begin to pray into your heart in, in 2021 is I trust you, Jesus. I trust you with my bridges. I trust you with my finances. I trust you with my family. I trust you with my church. I trust that you're, you're uh, reigning over the mess and I trust you. So I, I believe that this morning that, that God wants God wants uh, us to pray for people that have ruined places of your heart because you've tried to cross bridges that uh, in an untimely manner. And when God said stop, you said go. And when God said no, you said yes. And when and, and you got across the bridge to the other side, but it was it was it was so so uh, the the crash was so severe that now you're hurt. And I I believe that God wants to meet you at that place, not scold you at that place. Listen, this is what Jesus does. He died so he could meet you here. And that this morning, God wants you to admit where you failed, and he just wants to meet you at that place. And often, I would encourage you to get on the ground for this one. This has to be, this is is war (laughs) against the enemy's plans for us and the heart of the Father that he wants to pour out and dole out. This is, we we go after this, we receive this. This is not, Christianity was never supposed to be easy. (laughs) This is, it is, it requires your whole life it's so joyous and so good. And so God is just calling us to that. I really believe that this morning, would you, would you do the craziest thing you've ever done and just come to the front right now and someone will find you. Get on the ground till they do. And if nobody finds you, Jesus will, I promise you. Can you do this as I'm praying? Come. Heavenly Father, I just pray that people would come now who are who have broken places that they've been trying to fix with their own strength. And I pray that you would meet them today and that they would leave changed. Lord, I just I, I lift up these people to you. I, I, I know that there's people that have been hiding their brokenness and hiding their sin because they're afraid. And so this morning, God, I pray that they will see that love triumphs over fear. And that this would be a morning, God, where they would say, Hey, 2020 bridges, I'm, I'm trusting with Jesus, and I just want to go in the direction of the heart of the Father over my life this year. So God, just come and do what you do. Minister to your people. God, this is not a show. This is a family. And so God, just come minister as our dad this morning, and take us up on your knees, and, and speak tenderly to us, and call us into the deeper places of your heart. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If you'd like to partner with us, you have the opportunity to give online at providencecommunity.org.